Buckle those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. That would be the cue to start talking, which is exactly what we're going to do for about the next two hours. So, good evening. How are you? Hope you're well, wherever you may be taking in this program. This is Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. I'm Jacob Seelman, and it is, uh, once again, a slightly different cast of characters at the roundtable. We like to mix it up a good bit here. Uh, we finally have Noah Lewis back from the great beyond. It seems it feels like he's missed ev- about every show in the last month. But uh, now, Peter and I have held down the fort, Noah. We missed you. We're glad you're back. And uh, you picked a good time to show, because good grief have we had a lot to talk about this week. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I hate not being here on certain shows, but it's always good to be back and uh, glad to be with you guys, because like you said, Jacob, we're going to have a lot to talk about tonight. That we are. Uh, we are looking ahead towards Richmond, which is the final race in a three-race short track swing. On the NASCAR side, we have IndyCar. Yes, IndyCar firing up this weekend at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. I am excited about that. Uh, and Peter Strada, we, ha- we have this little thing that popped up this morning and... I scratched my head and was like, wait, what? So, I have heard of sprint cars on ice. That is not a new concept to me. However, NASCAR on ice, specifically of the Wheel and Euro Series variety, was something completely foreign to me and just kind of blew my mind, and we have to talk about that tonight, too. I think it was pretty foreign to everyone. It looks pretty weird to see a NASCAR tire with studs on it, but hey, I'm all for it. If they can put on good racing, why not uh, put stock cars on ice? Hashtag debate, of which we will have a lot of that coming up in this program. We'll also have a little bit of breaking news, which uh, came to the table via NASCAR Race Hub about 30 minutes before we came on the air this evening that we will chat about that is not pertaining to this weekend's NASCAR Race Weekend. However, it will pertain to next weekend's NASCAR Race Weekend coming up at Talladega Super Speedway. So that'll be something fun to get into. So a lot of topics to get ready to discuss, and we'll even have fantasy before the end of this show as well. Right now, though, however, we do have to step aside and do a little business for America. So we'll do that and come back, have more mo- Motorsports Madness right after these words. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Not only do we appreciate their support of this show, we'll tell you more about My Computer Career a little bit later on. Right now, though, however, Jacob Seelman, joined by Peter Strada and Noah Lewis from TSJ Sports, and I think, and I apologize in advance, please don't uh, knock my head off my shoulders, Jerry Jordan, but I believe I actually forgot to mention Seth Eggert from kicking the tires in the little open there that we had a couple of minutes ago. So, Seth, I apologize, and I'll let you lead off on our breaking news topic of the night because we had the announcement hit the wire courtesy of NASCAR Race Hub on FS1 at about 6.30 this evening that Harrison Burton will make his NASCAR Cup Series debut next weekend at Talladega Super Speedway in the Gaunt Brothers number 96 Toyota with sponsorship from Dex Imaging. This is a good move. Why? Because I know you uh, really perked up and kind of raised an eyebrow uh, when, when this news hit, and I know uh, it's, a, it's a big deal in a lot of ways. Yeah, for a 20-year-old to make their cup debut at Talladega of all places, it is a very uh, daunting task for him. But at the same time, he is an accomplished driver in his own right at this point. So it should be interesting to see exactly what he can do, how much respect he might have from his peers or maybe lack thereof, because some have not raced with him for several years, if not at all. It's going to be fun, I think, Noah. And this is, uh, let me be clear on this too, this is not news that I think any of us in the NASCAR Media Corps were expecting, uh, particularly this soon in the season. I had a hunch maybe, you know, before the start of the season that we might see Harrison Burton make a cup start sometime this year. But 
mid-April at Talladega is far sooner than I would have believed this kind of a deal would come together. But I suppose in a way it fits because you don't have the playoff pressure of you know his title fight in the Xfinity Series. It's kind of a, a no-strings-attached, go-out-and-see-what-you-can-do sort of a race. That's exactly right. I mean, don't we love those out-of-nowhere news stories that just make you smile? And, and Harrison Burton making his Cup Series debut, that makes you smile. And I know it's making that kid smile for sure. Um, however, you know, we, we know that uh, looking forward, Jacob, I'm thinking that we know that 2311 is looking to expand and, and uh, Toyota is looking to expand their fleet. And maybe this is just the start of some testing for Burton that uh, could see him maybe joining that team later down the line. I think that would be something that's potentially there for him with Dex Imaging and their partnership. And, uh, you know, beyond all that, we look toward next weekend and, and him strapping in and focusing on that. And I think Harrison Burton has what it takes to go put on a show. All right, so Peter, I felt old enough as it is because Seth and I are the elder statesmen at this table, but uh, Seth's statistic that he just dropped in our notes makes me really feel old all of a sudden because Harrison Burton will be the first driver born after the turn of the new millennium to make a Cup Series start, and I know for me that is one that I look at and go, good grief, has it really been that long already? Yeah, I'm not much older than Harrison, but as a 90s kid, that takes me, I really was taken aback by Seth's comment there in our chat. Just all around great news for Harrison. You want someone, a young driver like him to make their cup debut at a track where they could get a lot of laps, be a contender potentially in the race and learn all day long. I think 500 miles of Talladega is exactly what Harrison Burton needs just to feel out the car, get used to running around guys he doesn't see a lot in Xfinity, like Martin Truex, like Brad Keselowski, like even Kevin Harvick. And, hey, if the cards fall right, he could be up front contending in the end of this race. We saw in their duel race in Daytona, the 96 was up front towards the end of their duel. Indeed. So you, you sit back and you look at this, guys, and no, I'll turn back to you on this, but this, this could potentially open up some very interesting storylines now. We, I think we all know that Harrison is one of those that's kind of been earmarked as the potential future at Joe Gibbs Racing and really at uh, Toyota as well in terms of their NASCAR ladder system. I mean, you, you have to believe, don't you, that this is probably the first of many Cup Series starts and perhaps signals a transition for 22, 23, whenever they can open a car up and make it happen? Oh, absolutely. You know, just as I was talking about with 2311, we know that they are looking to expand, and next year's a, a year of expansion for a lot of teams. And Toyota certainly wants to hop on that bandwagon with what they can do over there. And and then, um, you know, we we do have some drivers in the Joe Gibbs stable that are, are getting up there. So maybe, you know, we don't know how much longer Martin Truex will be around and, and guys like that. So maybe a bit of some preparation, a couple of years of that for Harrison Burton in the Cup Series. But I'm really thinking that uh, that, that 2311 second car, uh, whenever that does come about, that may have Harrison Burton's name all over it. I think that's the uh, the obvious first choice, isn't it, Peter? If you uh, if we draw this discussion out a little bit further, because you know Kyle Busch isn't going anywhere, you know likely Martin Truex isn't going anywhere for at least one more year, at least that we can sense. 
You know Denny Hamlin's locked in on a multi-year contract, and Christopher Bell has always been the future of Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota, and he's just in, you know, his first real season with that team. So it, it, it would seem like at least for 22, the JGR lineup is pretty well solidified, but as Noah alluded to, there are other things out there that may not be solidified that may be growing, and we know Denny Hamlin has said adamantly that he does not want to be a one-car team forever, and they are eyeing expansion sooner rather than later. Definitely. I don't. I really don't see 2311 a year from now being a one-car team. I see them having two, if not three or four cars come the next season with the next-gen car. It's just a matter of who brings the funding, who fits right in that organization. And I think you have Harrison Burton, you have Brandon Jones, even down in the truck series, you have John Hunter Nemechek. I'd even put Ty Dillon in the mix of guys who are trying to position themselves to get into a potential 2311 car. I'd put Daniel Hemrick on that list, too. I would, and and it's funny that Peter mentions bringing funding, Seth, because uh, I thought, to me, it's both cool and very interesting to see the Dex Imaging sponsorship on Harrison's Cup Car for next weekend, because that's a partner that has been with them since day one, just about, of his tenure into stock cars. We saw them involved with him at you know what's now the Arkham Menard Series East level back uh, when it was the K&N Pro Series East. Uh, I believe they were on his late model for a period of time as well when Harrison was in late model racing. Uh, Dex is a subsidiary company of the Staples brand. So that, I mean, it's a lot of brand power that has surrounded him for a long time. And it's a very fitting, I think, move that his first cup start comes with the partner that at least I associate as having been with him the longest up the ladder here. That and also, uh, it, it's not often that a driver has that loyal of a brand or that brand recognition for as long as they do nowadays climbing up the ladder, let alone in one series. Yes, we could point to Chase Elliott with Napa. We could point to uh, the Dillon brothers with Bass Pro Shops. But Dex Imaging came all the way up from the quarter panel numbered car in the Arkham Menards East series. You, you well, had to bring that up. You had yeah, to bring that into the conversation, didn't you? Did. Yes, I did. But on top of that, just looking at or going back to the conversation of Toyota expanding, yes, 2311, uh, at least two to three cars next year from what Denny said recently. And he did tease plans in the blueprints for the shop for up to a four car team. Aside from that, who's to say that Toyota doesn't try to steal another team away from whether it's Chevrolet or Ford? Because there's been rumors going back has to be about five to six years of whether it's front row motorsports, Richard Petty motorsports, etc., of them trying to lure a team away from the other manufacturers as well. Absolutely. In fact, uh, the the team that first came to my mind when you mentioned that Seth was all the rumors over the years. You know, in the last half decade of Richard Petty Motorsports defecting and going to Toyota, whether it was as a two-car team or, you know, now more recently as a one-car team. But that has been a discussion that certainly has been wide open at times here. So a lot of things, a lot of potential avenues, a lot of storylines, I think that this opens kind of in a Pandora's box sort of way. And uh, Harrison's got to be smiling in a way that he's kind of centralized at the middle of this. So again, we'll see him make his cup debut at Talladega next weekend. Harrison, not the only driver making a cup debut at Talladega next weekend. We'll talk about that news right after these words. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman joined by Noah Lewis and Peter Strada from TSJ Sports, as well as Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires uh, around the roundtable this evening. And last segment, we discussed Harrison Burton making his Cup Series debut at Talladega Super Speedway. However, 
that will not be the only NASCAR Cup Series debut taking place at Talladega next weekend, Noah, because we will also have Jennifer Jo Cobb, a longtime veteran of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, has made a you know decent handful of NASCAR Xfinity Series starts as well over her career. She'll become the first female driver to compete in the NASCAR Cup Series since Danica Patrick in 2018 when she snapped uh, straps in rather for Rick Ware Racing in the 15 car next weekend. I like this call up in a lot of ways. I'll explain why at the end, but immediate thoughts from you on the decision and uh, news that this is happening as well next weekend. Yeah, that's absolutely a great opportunity for Jennifer Jo Cobb. You know, we've seen her, like you said, in the truck series for many years and and uh, and getting by with her team and, and doing what they need to to stay afloat. And that's been wonderful to see. But for her to have the opportunity to strap in with the, the top series drivers is is has to be so cool for her. And and, you know, I think it was earlier, Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, this year that Jennifer Jo Cobb led some laps in Daytona, if I'm not mistaken, or or, or she was really putting on a show. I remember uh, I I can't remember the specific moment, but I want to say uh, that I want to say that's right. It was the um, yeah. the opener in February. Talladega that's last right. year, uh, qualifying this year. Talladega last year. That's right. Thank you, Seth. Sorry about yeah. Tal- that's right. Talladega last fall. So she knows how to get around Talladega, that's for sure, and I think that it'll uh, it'll be pretty special for her to strap into that Cup Series. Seth, I know a lot of people have already made this point, but uh, the fact that she takes care of her equipment and, and obviously has been in a position as an owner-driver in the past where she's had to watch her equipment, watch her back, take care of it as much as she can, she is very good at finishing races when it comes to the Camping World Truck Series, particularly at the Super Speedway-style racetracks at Daytona and Talladega. So those, you know, who took to social media and said, oh, well, that's a wreck waiting to happen, or, oh, she's probably going to crash out. I don't think so. I think Jennifer is a smart racer. She'll take care of the stuff. And you know what? If she's there at the end and has a chance to go race, we could see her go race and mix it up for a top 15 finish. It is Talladega after all. Yeah, I think the main issue she would have, it's not uh, an issue of taking care of the equipment, but having the equipment be there. And what I mean by that is Rick Ware Racing does have a reputation of not having the best equipment. Uh, That being said, for what Jennifer races in the truck series, admittedly, that's not the best equipment either, but she does take care of it. Uh, If she doesn't have the tires, if she doesn't have the equipment, she doesn't push it. And she has started and parked in the past to protect her equipment, which, although that's not ideal, uh, it is a sign that she understands what she's doing and trying to make the most of the situation that she has. Peter, I'll turn to you on this because I know uh, just with some of the circumstances over the past uh, few times we've seen female drivers make uh, appearances in the NASCAR Cup Series that perhaps some fans are are jaded to the idea or just automatically think it's not going to go well. But as I said off the top, I'm not convinced this is going to be the case. Jennifer Joe has sponsorship for this event. Uh, you know, she's put the deal together, obviously, and I... I I believe this is not just a start a cup race to say she started a cup race. I I genuinely believe, and having seen her business acumen in the past, that she wouldn't be doing this if, if she didn't think she had a chance to go up and do a respectable job for herself. Jacob, I share in your 
your optimism for Jennifer Joe Cobb's Cup debut. She's had the staying power to obviously stay racing in the truck or Xfinity series for how many years now? And about 10 years ago, she did finish sixth at Daytona, the other super speedway. So racing on the bigger tracks is no foreign concept to her. If she has the equipment under her, like Seth said, then I think she could be in the mix for a top 20 or a top 15 if the right situations unfold next week at Talladega. I know, obviously, uh, Daytona, Seth, is is very easy to say, you know, you have multiple drivers making their Cup Series debut because it's the start of the season, and, and you know, when you have a multi-member rookie class, more often than not, uh, that's what we see. But it's been quite a while since I can think of a mid-season race where we had multiple drivers making a NASCAR Cup Series debut in the event. This is kind of a, a bit of a unique situation in a way that you know normally we would see at Daytona during speed weeks more often than not yeah the only other races I can think of off the top of my head where multiple drivers would typically make their cup series debut uh if you discount uh the road courses because of the road course ringers uh, the track that comes to mind typically is Martinsville uh because I remember uh Chase Elliott and I I want to say there was somebody else making their debut in the same race in 2015 in the Spring Martinsville race. Uh, but aside from that, uh, it's typically Daytona or one of the road courses that we see multiple drivers making their Cup Series debut. Indeed. And for those who may not have been with us during the previous segment, uh, to, to hear that news, we were talking in the last segment about Harrison Burton. Uh, both Harrison and Jennifer Jokop going to make their NASCAR Cup Series debuts at Talladega Super Speedway next weekend. Of course, that's uh, looking straight past the fact that we do have Cup Series and Truck Series racing at Richmond coming up this weekend. I don't want to uh, I don't want to spoil all the fun and get into that right now while we still have a few minutes left in this segment. But that is certainly coming up uh, coming up you know very shortly in this show. I actually want to look back for a minute at the 96 hours of Martinsville, if we will, and uh, Noah, the fact that we started two races suspended two races because of weather and came back and finished two races last Sunday. But to me, I don't feel like we got any real... Well, I I won't say we got any real surprises. We didn't get any real surprises, I don't think, out of the cup race. The uh, Xfinity race is where all the fun came in. Um, Thoughts on Josh Berry and the... For those who didn't know who Josh Berry was beforehand, shocking the world moment. For those of us who have known Josh since late models, I think we all expected this. But uh, to everybody else, it was kind of the, hey, welcome to the party that all of us already knew. <laughs> That's right. And and gosh, how special. How special of a moment for Josh Berry. Um, you know, I think he even pointed out that his, some of his team guys uh, were out in the front row at Martinsville. And, and I just I mean, we saw the emotion um, in victory lane or the front stretch at Martinsville, which is victory lane, uh, you know, for Josh. And, and then even Dale Jr., uh, team owner at Junior Motorsports uh, afterward, you know, talking about how special it is. It was for him. Those two so close, as we know. And and he, uh, you know, Dale Jr. himself crying a little bit and uh, from that win. And then even talking about Jacob, uh, you know, 
some potential down the line of of wanting Josh full time, wanting him somewhere uh, for the team, hopefully in the Exp- Xfinity Series full time. And and you know he, they even announced some new sponsorship, Camping World, even um, potentially you know in discussion. I don't know what's going on any more than what Marcus Lemonis uh, reached out for on that, but. Um, but it would be very cool to see Josh Berry. It's well-deserved for Josh Berry. He's worked so hard uh, over the years, and I think that next step for him of hopping in the Xfinity car is something that he and Junior Motorsports share that they uh, they, they both want. Okay, so since you brought up the Camping World uh, puzzle piece to this, let me clarify where that situation stands because I was reading some of Marcus's tweets late uh, late Wednesday evening before uh, we got re- started getting ready for this show. So Marcus had originally reached out to put up Camping World sponsorship for Josh Berry for the Talladega event as a one-off. And where that went, we weren't sure until we got a news release from JRM a couple of days ago that Tire Pros, which had already uh, put together a multi-race deal with Josh this season, had added two more races, uh, one at of those being Talladega. So, of course, everybody immediately started asking, what's the deal here? And Marcus took to Twitter and explained that he and Kelly had come to an agreement for the Talladega race. However, after they had done so, Tire Pros stepped up within Junior Motorsports, came to Kelly and L.W. Miller and said, we, you know, we want to do more and we would like to have Talladega as one of our races. And Marcus said at that point when Kelly came back to him and said, hey, we've got an established sponsor that would like to do this, you know, Marcus said he gladly kind of stepped back at that point, allowed Tire Pros to, to do their business and basically explained it as, you know, look, my goal is to help generate interest and help teams, you know, be able to build longer-term stable situations. And if that's me offering a sponsorship and then somebody else coming in and, you know, taking that, that inventory, I'm fine with that. You know, he said his ultimate goal is whether he's sponsoring a car or just generating interest to get somebody to sponsor a car. His goal is making the sport stronger. And to me, Seth, we got about a minute here before we go to break, but to me, I thought it was admirable what Marcus did to be, to step back and allow a stronger situation to take place there. I think that's been his intention all along, even in the truck series. He's trying to show the worth of the teams. Because for GMS racing, for example, if any team is worth a sponsoring, GMS comes to mind. Absolutely, and it's funny that you mention that because I believe the Good Sam brand is going to be on Zane Smith's truck um, this weekend at Richmond. Uh, I saw that on social media this week. So a lot of positives there, but really cool to see Josh uh, pick up a couple more races of sponsorship here uh, for his opportunity this season and uh, we'll talk more on both the Xfinity side and the NASCAR Cup Series side from over the weekend at Martinsville Speedway coming up in just a couple of minutes TikTok we gave away some clocks and Martin Truex Jr. took home his third more on that right after these words when do you think of a plumber like most people even if it's an emergency you can be confident about who will arrive to help you for quality and reliability count on someone you can trust call on the plumbing services of Hague quality water of maryland plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency we handle all kinds of preventative maintenance too Hague quality water of maryland is family owned here in annapolis since 1993 for a refreshing choice call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online 
Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you as we continue our Thursday night jaunt through the motorsports world, talking Martinsville Speedway, or wrapping up Martinsville Speedway, rather, and uh, continuing to talk about the NASCAR Xfinity Series for a couple of minutes. Josh Berry's big win. We talked about the sponsorship aspect uh, The playoff waiver discussion is one that I'm sure we could talk till we're blue in the face. I'll just uh, let it go around the table. Noah, then Peter, and then Seth in that order. Yes or no on whether Josh Berry's win should warrant a playoff waiver and back up your stance. Noah, lead it off. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, I'd love, love, love to see that for Josh and, and you know, it, It'd be great. However, this was a racetrack that we knew Josh was going to be good at. He's he's led, I think it was last year, a few years ago, that he led every single lap uh, of this race or of the modif- or excuse me, late model race here. And um, and so, you know, it was to be expected that he'd run well here. 
Um, and, and NASCAR is black and white about the rule that says that, you know, unless there's a medical suspension, some sort of other uh, example like that, that would provide a waiver, then then that's understandable. However, you know, just wanting a guy in won't do the job because then Ty Gibbs will be at the door saying, hello, uh, I missed a few races and I won one and I, I should get one. And then other guys will be knocking at the door as well. So we just can't open that can of worms. I personally don't like waivers at all in general. Um, you know, if, if we could give away with that, that would be understandable. However, Seth, I uh, or Peter, I can't remember which one was next in the rotation. Sorry, but but uh, but that's where I stand on it. I just don't think that can of worms should be opened. Peter, I hate saying I agree with every word Noah said, but I agree with every word Noah said. I mean, he took the words right out of, out of my mouth with Ty Gibbs. I look at Josh Berry's situation this year as similar to AJ Allmendinger's situation last year. Allmendinger got the win in Atlanta uh, relatively early in the season, but there is no talk of him trying to get, make his playoffs or go for a waiver because he had missed races. And look where Almdinger is now a year later. He's full-time and, oh, what? He, look, he's in the playoffs once again. So hopefully the same can transpire for Josh Berry. And hopefully in his limited starts for the rest of the year, he really shows out and gets another win or two. Okay, so time for me to open up the can of worms. Uh, I say yes, and here's why. NASCAR gave Johnny Sauter a waiver after they parked him for a race for using his truck as a weapon under caution. If anyone should not have gotten a waiver, it should have been Johnny in that race. Granted, he only missed one because of the penalty. Uh, Josh Berry missed one. Do I think he should get a waiver? Yes. Is he going to get one? No, and that's because NASCAR actually has a president in this case, a few years ago, Kaz Grala uh, applied for a waiver when he and Fury race cars were going to miss a race. NASCAR denied it. They missed one race, ran another two, and then the team dissolved. All right. So I know Noah has a rebuttal. Before we get to that, however, I do want to offer my two cents, and it basically revolves around uh, revolves around the simple fact that I believe the waiver idea has completely outlived its usefulness and this discussion is not in the spirit of what the whole waiver situation should ever have been in the first place my stance is always has been and always will be that regardless of how many races you run during the course of a season if you can maintain top 20 which is the threshold for Xfinity and trucks or top 30 in the case of the cup series in points and you win a race during the regular season and can maintain you know, meet all the other requirements, you deserve to be able to run the playoffs. Now, that's changed slightly, slightly in the advent of stage points and the charter system and all that. I think it's time that we move that threshold from 30th to 25th in the Cup Series would be my fix. But long story short, here and here's the deal, Noah, and I'll pass the buck to you with this thought. To me, if a guy starts off a season not knowing whether he's going to have the funding or the resources or the situation to be able to run a whole season. He wins a race, and because of that, has sponsors start beating down the door wanting to do whatever they can to make the season happen so that he can, can do it? Absolutely. NASCAR ought to be championing stories like that because at the end of the day, that's what this sport not only needs 
at one time back in the day before we ever thought about playoffs, that kind of thing is what this sport was built on. And to me, a grassroots guy being able to make an opportunity for himself and complete a season that he otherwise wouldn't have been able to do because he went out and capitalized on that opportunity is the ultimate in a successful storyline and to me, the only reason we can't be talking about it right now is because we have COVID protocols and no way to, to practice and qualify to be able to give guys the opportunities to race every week. We're basically locked in with what we've got, which stinks because at the end of the day, I don't think I, I don't think we would have we would be having this discussion if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. Because honestly, I think NASCAR would actually would actually grant the waiver because they would see the value in. A story like this. I mean, but but again, I'll go back to my original point, Noah. The waiver system has totally outlived its usefulness. This Barry situation is not in the spirit of what waivers were originally created for anyways. And if you can maintain the requirements to go out and qualify for the playoffs, by all means run for a championship. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I agree with you there, Jacob. That's what I can't agree on is that waivers have just gotten too messy. Um, and, and, you know, I think NASCAR's desire to have waivers was just um, because they wanted you to have an intent to race. Um, and then they wanted a true champion in the form of running every single race. Um, however, like you said, if you can get out there and get it done, then what's, you know, then you're championship worthy, in my opinion, um, especially if you come in late. Right. So uh, I agree with that. I do not think the NASCAR would have given them a waiver COVID or not just because of the precedent set. And it would like I said, it would have opened up a can of worms. I think the reason that Johnny Sauter was given a waiver uh, after his suspension was just because he had started the season with intent to continue it and his penalty of missing a race was enough to allow him to come back and and right his wrong and continue his effort for a championship or to maintain points so um, when there was that intent to start i think that's why nascar gave johnny Sauter a waiver to seth's point however i, I you would have ty uh, ty gibbs beating down the door wondering you'd have so many drivers that would say i know he's a grassroots guy but it doesn't matter it, it, at the end of the day uh, no one should get special treatment, no matter who you are or, or what you are, especially um, where you came from. So uh, it's all about your ability. And, and while I agree with you that uh, the waivers have gone a bit too far, um, I'd have to say that I think the same precedent because of the rule that was already been set would have been maintained in this situation, COVID or not. 10-4. I'll, I'll give you that. Ty Gibbs' situation is totally different, by the way, because he has never planned to run a full Xfinity Series season to begin with. His commitment to run for a championship is with the Arkham Menard Series, which has multiple conflicting weekends with the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So even though Ty won in his debut, that's a complete moot point to begin with, and Ty Gibbs would not be looking for a waiver because he already has other sponsor commitments and team commitments this season as it is. But I'll, I'll leave the rest of that discussion for another day. Anyhow, I want to get to the other big story from the Xfinity Martinsville weekend. We'll go around the table, start with Seth, then go to Peter, then go to Noah this time. Reactions, thoughts on the uh, little scuffle, if you will, between uh, Gray Galding and Joe Graff Jr. that spilled over to Sirius XM NASCAR radio afterwards and led to some very, very, very strong words between both drivers. 
I almost feel like it was a repeat or a rerun of uh, Matt Kenseth versus Joey Logano, except this time it wasn't for a playoff spot and no one got penalized, uh, to be quite honest, the way they were going at it. But, uh, yeah, that was not a good look for either driver. Uh, and it was mainly Gray instigating it. I, I, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen Gray... Uh, intentionally wreck somebody or fight somebody in quite some time. So I, I don't know what was going through his head. If there was other things on his mind, um, it, it, it was a good race overall, but that, that was a black mark on it. I agree with that. Peter, I'll uh, throw this to you with the addendum that one of Gray Golding's comments that didn't sit well with me was when he said, you know, basically called Joe Graff Jr. out and said he, that Joe, quote, couldn't get out of his own way, end quote, on the racetrack. And uh, that that's big words when you consider that Joe has uh, been higher in points than Gray has all year. Yeah, and I believe Gray also said either post-race to media or to serious XM that that um he was happy to wreck Joe Graff Jr. So you can't have comments like that so long after the race. I really think the Xfinity series official should have sat him down and made sure this doesn't spill over to other races. Just have both drivers sit them in the principal's office with milk and cookies and have them go at it. Ooh, a good old Rick Hendrick milk and cookies meeting. I'm all for that, knowing that, geez, now Peter's got me. First, it was the cut, uh, the Andy's frozen custard earlier today with Austin Dillon's uh, paint scheme unveil for the All-Star Race, and now we're talking about milk and cookies. I'm really going to have a sweet tooth later tonight. Oh, I know. You boys better give me a moment. I have some Oreos in the kitchen I'm about to run and go grab. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, yeah, it's Martinsville. We see those actions and those words that, like we talk, like Peter and Seth have mentioned, uh, the words that came from those interviews were certain, certainly heated uh, words that, um, that, yes, they should be taken a look at. And those guys, if they haven't had a trip already, uh, should, should definitely be sitting in the principal's office with some milk and cookies, uh, come the next time that we're at the racetrack. So, um, you know, it's Martinsville, like we said, you, you know what to expect. We're going to talk a lot about some, uh, some more incidents in the cup side of things as well. So <laughs> Jacob, I don't know. Do you tap that up to a Martinsville thing or, or I don't know. I'm not sure what to chalk it up to, to be honest with you. And I will confirm, by the way, that both Gray and Joe met with Xfinity Series director uh, Wayne Auten. And uh, Seth, good point in noting this, that Joe Graff Jr. drives for the team in SS Greenlight Racing that Gray Galding drove for just a couple of years ago before he kind of got shuffled around during the 2020 season. And now uh, Gray drives for Jimmy Means in the 52 car. And Gray used to have a lot of expect, uh, a lot of respect for Bobby Dodder. I remember talking to him about it at one point. But now, uh, I almost, I don't know if it's because of the team shuffling, or if it was, uh, or what it was. But yes, Peter, I know you said he does have respect for Bobby, but saying you have it and showing it are two different things, and he was not showing it. 
No, I agree with that. Now, what I will add to this uh, in, in terms of the Gray Golding, Bobby Dodder discussion is Gray made the point to say on SiriusXM, I actually listened to both Gray's interview and Joe Graff's interview um, on SiriusXM before the start of the cup race, and Gray made a specific point to say that this is nothing to do with, with Bobby Dodder and how much respect he has for, for the team, but it you know pretty much was everything to do with the driver in the seat of the 07, and I believe Gray's comment was, I 100% wrecked him on purpose, and that he would do it again without question uh, if the situation came to that. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's surprising. I'll, I'll admit, I was extremely surprised for as long as I've known Gray Golding, um, I was not expecting some of the comments that he made, and uh, I hate to think it's going to spill over into future races, but I think uh, we've seen the 07 and the 52 around each other enough that it very well could spill over into future races, and it's just one of those stories we'll have to keep our eyes on. Getting ready to go to commercial break here on Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, continuing with even more discussion in a couple of minutes. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Sure, right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. 
Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, uh, Seth Eggert, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis. Wow, brain had to work there to get everybody in uh, in even somewhat remotely resembling the right order because we had to kind of do presto changeo right before we got started. Tom Baker is not on tonight. Uh, we are sending him uh, well wishes to the technology side of things, and we'll get Tom uh, hopefully plugged back in for next week's Motorsports Madness. Just about halfway through the program and uh, just really getting started with uh, all sorts of things to talk about here on the show i'll get i'll throw a little nugget seth's way going into this weekend and we'll talk more about it during the second half of the program but uh indycar opener this weekend at barber motorsports park and uh, i believe there is a lot of uh, shared excitement that we get to see jimmy johnson make his first competitive laps in a chip ganassi indycar this weekend i'm here for it i'm ready let's go seven time Honestly, this to me, it's the most inexperienced and experienced rookie class I've ever seen for any series. The reason why I'm saying that, you have, like you said, seven-time. You have three-time Supercars champion Scott McLaughlin. And you have ten-time podium finisher from F1, Roman Groschen. Um, Can you name three more experienced drivers that are rookies in a series anywhere i know they're they're experienced in everything but indycar i think is the uh, general consensus that we've had Uh, uh, overall it should be exciting to see what jimmy can do uh i don't have a I don't have a lot of expectations because it is his first time in the IndyCar in race conditions. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm looking to see him finish the race and finish on the lead lap. Uh, Granted, he could surprise us and do better than that alone. But that's essentially the expectations I have for him for uh, Groshin. McLaughlin, I think, will do a little bit better, but I'm not sure how much better. Oh, I have high expectations for Scott McLaughlin. He's been very fast in preseason testing. Jimmy, I think, is going to be a little bit more of a learning curve. With that, we got to go ahead and real quick uh, slip in another break, continuing with more Motorsports Madness right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. I love me a good Blues Hour entry to the second half of tonight's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life if you're just joining us. Uh, good evening. Happy to have you. Jacob Seelman joined tonight at the round table by Peter Strada and Noah Lewis from TSJ Sports, as well as Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires. And uh, I, I just had an idea. I'm going to save it for uh, for the next segment, and Seth can tell me whether I'm crazy or not. But as it is... Uh, we do want to give some love to our friends at My Computer Career. Uh, as I mentioned, it is training for a better life, and whether you're looking for a first career, second career, change in career, or uh, you know just just wanting a way to make a difference, you can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. If you go to mycomputercareer.edu, they do have the free career evaluation on their website and uh, it'll help advisors at My Computer Career determine familiarity with computers and networking so they can recommend a course of study to achieve whatever your career goals may be, whether you're brand new to IT or have years of experience behind you. Uh, other than a high school diploma or a GED, there are no prerequisites required for your education at My Computer Career. Uh, the evaluation takes less than 10 minutes, and then a career advisor will contact you to schedule a campus visit and go over your scores and uh, 
it, there's a lot of success stories on the website, a lot of uh, things that they do to help make life possible for anybody in the IT field, and we appreciate what My Computer Career does my computer career does to help make this show possible that was almost a reboot i'm going to claim it's not because i was able to save it before we completely spun out but as it is mycomputercareer.edu it is training for a better life and we say thank you for their support of this program which is as i mentioned cross flags halfway through coming up in the second half we're going to talk about the cup series race for martinsville speedway that was including a late battle between joe gibbs racing teammates and well tempers did not only flare in the xfinity series there was some cup series drivers that left with bent sheet metal and bent tempers as well that we'll talk about including a multi-car pile up on the back straightaway that i compared to a parking lot and had about oh two cars on fire at various ends of the racetrack so all of that is coming but first we have to do a little business so we'll do that and come back with more of the show right after these words Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? 
don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert remaining around the roundtable as we continue to talk motorsports. And I mentioned I had an idea before the last break, Seth, and I'm going to say it out loud publicly so there's public record that we're trying to make this happen. But uh, I am firmly committed to the fact that we need to get your boss on this show soon because if you think madness is madness with us being here, you try to plug Jerry Jordan in for an hour or two I feel like I can just kind of pull the little string and let Jerry go and and maybe you get Jerry and Tom in the same room and that would be radio theater at its finest how about we work out a trade we get him on your show we get you on our show deal deal I'll consider I'll consider that done I know you and I have uh, you and I had gently broached that idea at some point but uh, I, I I figure there's no time like the present to make that happen so uh, let, let's work on that I vote that uh, a, a madness episode with Jerry Jordan will be coming soon so that is officially part of public record now and we're gonna work on making that happen right now what we're gonna work on is discussing the NASCAR Cup series from Martinsville Speedway Noah Lewis Toyota versus Toyota. Denny Hamlin is the uh, modern era or active era king of Martinsville. He's won there five times. So how does Martin Truex Jr., who went 0 for 80 to start his short track career in the Cup Series, go in and walk all over Denny Hamlin in the final 25 laps? This makes it, well, it, it didn't make sense to me when it was happening live, but afterwards, when you sit down and think about it, Martin Truex used to be bad at short tracks. He's not bad at short tracks anymore. Oh, no, he's not, you know, for 80 until he started winning. And then Martin, you couldn't turn him off of Martinsville, especially. Um, he, he really put the Martin in Martinsville. Yes, I'm going to make that pun. I know everyone does. You're welcome. But, uh, but, but yeah, Martin Trex Jr. has really been the guy to look at when we come to these short tracks, especially Martinsville as of late. And I know Denny's got the stats to, to back up a, a long history of success there. But like I said, as of late, it's been a really, you know, Martin v. Denny show. And, uh, and boy, did they give us one coming down to the last few laps and then just throughout the race. I mean, Denny was up there, and, and for some reason, 2021, he can lead the point standings, but he can't finish the deal with the win yet. Um, but <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind, Jacob, that that's coming soon, too. Oh, I think it is coming soon. And you stop and consider now, Peter, Martin Truex Jr. has won three of the last four Martinsville races. He's won two of the last three Richmond races. This cat is about as good as it gets when it comes to short tracks in the Cup Series over the last two and a half years. It's like once he finally broke through and the stigma was over, it's like, okay, I can do this. And he just kept doing it. Absolutely. Before Martin started winning on short tracks, I would have called Kyle Busch or maybe Joey Logano the short track king, but they've certainly relinquished that crown to Martin. I'm just really disappointed. Three times Martin's now one of Martinsville. He hasn't taking a piece of tape to make it say Martinsville on the wall, kind of like Carl Edwards did, making Darlington Carlington a couple years ago. 
I do remember that. I very much appreciated that. Uh, Seth, are you surprised that Denny couldn't seal the deal? I know the big thing that I asked him after the race was, you know, was this something fundamental in the setup where, you know, you knew it wasn't going to be as good on the long run? And without saying it in quite that many words, he more or less, you know, alluded to, yes, that this was a fundamental piece of their setup that just, you know, where it was a case where there was only so much adjusting they could do to make it better on the long run, and that run at the end was just long enough that it uh, came back and bit them. It, it wasn't too surprising, uh, because this has happened before with Denny, whether it's at Martinsville, where it's at Richmond, where it's even at Bristol, but uh, one thing I do want to point out, we all keep saying Martin's, Martin Truex Jr. was 0-80 on short tracks in Cup, and he wasn't good on short tracks and this and that. In Cup, yes, that's true. But in the Bush series way back when, what's now the Xfinity series, I remember him tearing up the track a few times while I was at Martinsville, or well, not Martinsville, because they weren't going there yet, but at Bristol, at Richmond, and him getting a few wins on the short tracks in the Xfinity Series way back when. Oh, no, I, I'm I'm not saying we forget about that. And if you draw it back a little further, it's not just what was then the Bush Series, now Xfinity Series, Seth. If you draw it back even further, he was pretty darn good in what was once the Bush North Series, now uh, the Arkham Menard Series East. But uh, I seem to remember the entire Truex family wasn't half bad in that regional tour. No, they were not. Uh, I remember uh, Martin Sr. Uh, unfortunately, one of the uh, uh, best memories I have is when Truex flipped over the wall at Watkins Glen in, uh, I think it was 2000 or 2001, that massive wreck in the S's on lap one. Uh, that was not a good day for them. No, it was not. Uh I'll go around the table, give each of you a shot to shout one thing out here, about four minutes in this segment, so a minute or so apiece. Noah, I'll start with you. Uh, what what stood out to you from the cup race at Martinsville? Holy schmoly, it's hard to pick one, but that big one coming late in that race where everybody just piled in, um, uh, with that, just all of the different disagreements and arguments and craziness before that, uh, and then a lot of those guys got caught up in it, so... <laughs> That's what certainly stood out to me. Seth. Uh, for me, it would be the firefighters or lack thereof for Daniel Suarez. Uh, there were two sitting in a pit box directly across from where Daniel climbed over the wall while his 99 burned down. And I think the two of them were talking more about whether or not to make s'mores instead of going over with a fire extinguisher. All right, Peter. My big takeaway from this cup race was that Ryan Blaney led so much of the first half of the race, won both stages, and then Denny Hamlin came on after the stages, and neither of them sealed the deal. They both had such dominant cars, but couldn't get it quite done in the end. Truex took the lead with about 15 or 16 laps to go and just drove off into the sunset figuratively and literally. And then right in those closing laps, Chase Elliott was right there. If he had another restart, I think he could have really mixed it up with Truex and perhaps taking this win. So I hate that seeing the different winner streak to open the season come to an end, but hey, Truex deserved it, and he gave one amazing burnout, arguably the best I've seen in person. I was going to say that too, that was absolutely spectacular what he did with the uh, with, with the burnout. I will I will sit back and what? marvel there, Noah. I, I, th I think the comment I made in the press box before I left was that was a 12 on a on a 10 scale. 
Oh, absolutely. A phenomenal burnout. Just the news that Martin got afterward. Hey, bud, uh, we're using that engine again. We meant to tell you not to do it so tough. So, uh, you know, the, the team will have to use that engine again. And Martin was a little bit of an uh-oh afterward because no one communicated that with him. Uh, however, that's a strong team. They'll figure it out. I was going to say, they'll figure it. They can take it somewhere that's not a major engine strain. And, you know, it, shoot, as long as you use it during the regular season, Peter, at this point, they've got two wins. They, Regardless of what happens between now and race 26, two wins guarantees you a playoff spot. So it doesn't matter what happens from here. They're basically playing for playoff points at this juncture. That's right. It's kind of funny how a couple of weeks ago after Christopher Bell's first win, his team told him immediately, don't do a burnout. we got to save this engine. And Truex's team, James Small, apparently forgot to say this in their winning celebration. Just kind of a dichotomy there between two Joe Gibbs teams. Hey, listen, if, if it gives us a 12 on a 10 scale for the burnout, I... I, I was all for it. You know what? We may not get to see them too often, but uh, I, I, I'm sorry. That, that to me, the burnout, the joy. I mean, this is a driver who, as has been well documented at one point, just couldn't wait to get, you know, get away from short tracks at the Cup Series level because for whatever reason, they just weren't working. And now uh, they've become his bread and butter Almost in a way when you consider that he's won five of the last 11 on tracks under a mile in Cup Series competition and you add to that a mile track like Phoenix that races somewhat similarly to a short track. Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. is good and oh, by the way, in case you were wondering which two tracks has Martin Truex Jr. won at that we're going to see later in the season, Martinsville, penultimate race of the year and Phoenix, the championship race. If that, ladies and gentlemen, does not set up the 19 team as a potential championship favorite, I'm not sure what does. And with that, we'll go ahead and get ready to step aside for another commercial break. And when we return, even more conversation on the NASCAR side as we start to look a little bit more ahead to this weekend at Richmond. Stay with us back after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. 
They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Now, there's somebody who's been having a little bit of fun this week because I've been paying attention to Jesse's social media. He's up testing a late model for Wimmer Motorsports in Wisconsin. I know uh, Lacrosse Fairgrounds is one of the places that uh, he's been looking at. I want to see. I want to see Jesse Love in a late model at Slinger. That's my that's my two cents for the night. Uh, and and my hot take is that I, I think uh, he's the type of driver that would do really really well there. So uh, um, that being said, during our last break, we've kind of opened up a Pandora's box of a topic that I absolutely want to bring to the table because uh, Peter happened to bring up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we were talking about Martin Truex, who has now become good on short tracks, and talking that the only type of racetrack in the Cup Series he hasn't won on yet is a super speedway. And I made the point uh, two one-hundredths of a second because of how close he was to winning the Daytona 500 in 2016, uh, Denny's first 500 win. And then Peter comes back with Truex was that close to a Winston Million because he won two of the other crown, you know, quote-unquote crown jewels that year, which has brought us to this discussion, gentlemen. Should we bring back the million-dollar bonus for the crown jewel races and if so what do you consider your four crown jewels or you know if you want to do it the noble five five crown jewels but if we're talking about the winston million it's four so what do you consider your four crown jewels and should we bring back a million dollar bonus program uh, i will start off the conversation by saying yes it should have happened a long time ago and if i'm isolating my four three of them are obvious the daytona 500 the coke 600 the southern 500 and at this point to me even though i have vehemently opposed it at times I like, if we're reviving it, I actually like changing it up a little bit, not just because I think this race has actually become one of the top four in the, in the Cup Series, but also because it gives a little bit more diversity of racetrack instead of having two super speedway races of the four B crown jewels. 
Um, but, you know, I throw the Bristol Night Race in there now, which I, I, you know, like I said, I've opposed it in the past, but I'm all for it now. Peter Strada, you're the one that brought the topic up. Yes or no on a million-dollar bonus, and what are your crown jewels? I'd be surprised if any of us say no, because who doesn't love seeing someone win a million dollars? And, I mean... Bill Elliott and Jeff Gordon's cars are on display at the Darlington Raceway Museum for a reason, and I'd love to see more race cars join them in that museum for winning the whatever the next iteration of the Winston Million would be called. So I'm a thousand, hundred thousand percent all for bringing it back. And like you said, the three are obvious, Daytona, the 600, and the Southern 500. And I'm really back and forth between indy if it is to remain on the road course we'll see after this year and the bristol night race because honestly they're back and forth as the fourth biggest race in my opinion i really go back and forth on moving indy off the road course off the oval excuse me but after that xfinity race last year i'm all for it yeah, it's one of those where I hate that we've moved off the oval, but if we're going to keep it off the oval, I hope we see as good racing on the road course as we did in that Xfinity race. Seth, your turn. Uh, yes, it should definitely be brought back. Like how you were saying, I would change Talladega to a different track so it's not two road courses, but I would say Indy, it doesn't matter if it's the oval or the road course. And just to add a little bit to it, and the main reason why I'm saying it, we actually had this conversation, you and I, a while back. I would add another stage because in this era of stage racing, for to the 500, the Southern 500, and to Indy, so that way they're all worth the same in points, let alone for money. I like that. I, I very much like that. Just you know, make your make your crown jewel slash million dollar races, um, you know, worth more points because they're the biggest races in the sport. I I love that concept uh, that Seth brought up. Noah, thoughts on the million dollar bonus program and crown jewels? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there's no question that that should be brought back. It was something everybody really enjoyed uh, seeing. And and like Peter said, when you when someone wins a million dollars, no matter who you are, you love it, and we love to see it. So um, I absolutely would be in favor of bringing that back. And and then, of course, I have to go with the 600, the 500, and Darlington for my first three. And I was going to also, we're all on the same page in a bit um, you know, with the Bristol Night Race, or at least Jacob, Peter, and I are. Um, however, I would maybe even say, uh, if this isn't something that's brought back next year, if we can get it a little better, uh, how about the Bristol Dirt Race? See, and see, that's something, and th this opens up a whole other Pandora's box to this discussion, but this is something that I said, uh, I, I think it, I, it may have been to myself or it may have been to one of you guys as I was on the way home from that Bristol Dirt Race, is that if they can learn from year one and make it better, you know, fix the mistakes, strengthen this race to become an annual event. Seth, I truly believe that that Bristol dirt race could easily become one of the, you know, considered crown jewels of this sport because it's the only one of its kind and everybody is going to want to win it. And I will add to that, if we're going to go for a Noble 5 and add a stage to each race because they're important races, that would actually help the Bristol Dirt Race because it would give 
a extra stage and extra opportunity without needing a competition caution for NASCAR to go and work the track. Ding. Yeah, I absolutely. I absolutely agree. You know, Jacob, I think you're right. I think that uh, if they can figure this dirt stuff out a little better, and I think they will because now they have a notebook, um, I think the term crown jewel for Bristol dirt race is just around the corner. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, we talk about a crown jewel, Peter, race being something that means everything to drivers to win. We know what the Daytona 500 means to drivers to win. We know what the Southern 500 means to win, the Coke 600. That Bristol dirt race is quickly, you know, if again, if we keep it around, going to become a one-of-its-kind event. Uh, you, you were there with me. We saw it in person, and you and I both, I think, agreed before we left that this thing has some serious potential to it. Absolutely. The one thing that I didn't like seeing at the Bristol Dirt Race was limited fans, which obviously is part of the world we're living in right now. But I think if the pandemic weren't an issue, we'd have seen over 100,000, if not 150,000 fans pack Bristol Motor Speedway. Hopefully next year when they run this race again, COVID will be less of an issue, if not completely eradicated. And we hope to see very few, if any, NPCs in the last great Coliseum. All right, back to you, Peter. Peter, then Seth, then Noah on this. Uh, thoughts on the report from Adam Stern a little over a week ago now that NASCAR is working to uh, open up some infield access to fully vaccinated VIPs and sponsor guests going forward. Uh, we've not gotten any final determination, but the prevailing belief in the industry is that uh, that this may involve uh, media members as well, which is you know, hopefully a good sign for all of us. But, uh, you know, thoughts overall? I'm 100% for it. I mean, if VIPs, sponsors, team owners get media or get garage access, get infield access, eventually that'll trickle down to us as media and eventually to fans with hot passes. And eventually, I'd like to see the sport go back to the way it was with unprecedented access to the drivers and the teams. That's what sets NASCAR apart from other racing series, from other professional sports. And I'd love to see it as soon as possible. For me, uh, thank God we are working towards getting back to normal. Uh, and again, it is for vaccinated uh, people. I know Brad Keselowski said to open it up immediately. I don't agree with that. Uh, Logano is watching uh, before getting his vaccine. He actually revealed yesterday that he had COVID during the offseason. And Bubba Wallace got his COVID vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine, the first dose on camera yesterday. Uh, all of that being said, it is a step in the right direction. Uh, the teams have been needing the sponsors in the track. And unfortunately, they couldn't have it, and it's mainly for safety reasons. I understand that whether or not they do is another story. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm on the similar track as Peter that I think that once we are, are confident enough um, that we have vaccinated individuals that are that are still maintaining social distance, still wearing their masks in the garage area at this time. A lot of drivers said that they'd be willing to do that. And a lot of them, because, as you mentioned, Seth, uh, of how important it is for their sponsors to get in the garage and have that experience and and do whatever they can in this time. But but, Jacob, you know, we see it everywhere we go now that that there are ways of doing things there are new ways and and creative ways of doing things to keep us all safe 
and um, put the vaccine on top of that with with adequate social distancing and mask wearing right now. And uh, and I think that's truly something we can start to accomplish more and more as we progress. I agree with that. And, uh, you know, just as as somebody who has been, you know, has really struggled with the last year of access and, and the limited access that we've all been dealing with, I'm I'm optimistic in hearing that hopefully we will have avenues soon of being able to start to get back to doing the job as we've we've known it in the past because uh, I have definitely missed not just being able to uh, you know have some of those conversations and get that content but I mean I think we can all agree <laughs> we've just missed seeing the people whether it's uh, you know those of us at this round table or you know the people in the industry it's been very very weird to uh, you know be be stuck watching from screens and you know isolated to press boxes and, and social distancing over the last year so I know uh, you know the the biggest sense that I got from uh, when Stern released that news uh, which is looking at Darlington potentially uh, throwback weekend being the first time that uh, we may see some of those uh, updated access and all um, you know the biggest sense that I got out of all of it was optimism which is a very good thing uh, for all involved and with that we're going to get ready to uh, take another break when we return we will have a little IndyCar conversation as well as fantasy and a look ahead at Richmond Raceway this weekend double header we'll talk about it in just a couple of minutes you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well Bunky get that car off the street and onto the track Summit Point Motorsports Park the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point West Virginia is the place to go and you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need for less than a monthly car payment you can attend this regularly scheduled one day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world class road racing circuits you'll receive classroom instruction skid pad instruction in their car including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you. This is our last big segment of the show, which means we'll get to some fantasy conversation in this segment. However, before we do that, gents... It seems like it's been ages because it kind of has been, but after a long off-season, we're going IndyCar racing this weekend at Barber Motorsports Park. We tipped it earlier. Jimmy Johnson going to be among those rookies, quote-unquote, making his debut this weekend. But I think in general, Seth, I'm just excited to see IndyCar back because it's been way too long since we've had it. And, oh, by the way, it's a month before we're talking about the month of May and the Indianapolis 500, and I'm ready for it. And to be fair, uh, they would have been back sooner, uh, but uh, with COVID, uh, the schedule has changed a couple of different times for IndyCar, just as it is also likely changing a little bit uh, in the future. I don't know if Toronto is actually going to happen as of right now. And I know for F1, there's financial issues with the, the Montreal race as well. So there are still fluid schedules for IndyCar and F1 for that matter. I had heard rumors about the uh, you know possibility of the Canadian Grand Prix going away this year, and we've heard a potential you know statement, but F1 making no comment and all that fun stuff. We'll, we'll get into that uh, later on. However. Uh, Thoughts. Uh, which of the rookies, Peter, do you think does best, finishes the highest at Barber this weekend when you're looking at Roman Grosjean, Jimmy Johnson, and Scott McLaughlin? Who finishes best? I'll go, out, I'll go out on a bit of a limb and say Roman Grosjean finishes best of rookies at Barber because I believe he's done some offseason testing there. So he has some laps around this very tight technical course. And I think he needs to really put the negative way his f1 career ended behind him and re-identify himself with some strong runs hopefully the first of those is this weekend of barber noah i'll give you the championships uh the championship question here scott dixon versus joseph newgarden we know that's the uh preseason preeminent this is what we expect battle is that going to be the battle that we get, or do you see somebody else jumping into the conversation? And if you do, who is it? Oh, boy, this is a hard question. I think that that is the battle that we're going to see. Both of those guys are still tearing it up, um, you know, Dixon and Newgarden. And, and it, it, I don't know. It's so hard to say so early. We haven't even seen the cars hit the track. But I do, going from pa from the past... Uh, I'm going to put my money on those two guys being around at the end to compete for it all. 
I'm going to tell you who I see jumping up to potentially spoil the party, and it's somebody that we didn't, weren't talking about till the latter stages of last season. Keep an eye on Pato Award, who ran so well during the second half of the year, and I believe it will be a three-man fight for the IndyCar Series championship, and Pato will have something to say in who wins the Astor Cup at the end of the season. Sunday afternoon at Barber Motorsports Park, NBC Sports, the place to be for it. I believe it's on Big Bird uh, for Sunday afternoon, which is great to see for the IndyCar opener. Uh, and again, Barber, not the scheduled opener for the IndyCar series, but uh, COVID protocols shuffling things out. We've got uh, Long Beach at the end of the season. St. Petersburg moved back to allow for fans. Uh, all sorts of stuff, but all in all, IndyCar being back this weekend is uh, is much happiness uh, for me. Now, let's look ahead towards the Richmond doubleheader for NASCAR this weekend. We've got the Camping World Truck Series on Saturday, the Cup Series Sunday afternoon, the, and that's the big key, isn't it, gentlemen, that we're talking about daytime races here instead of nighttime races, Seth, like we're used to seeing at Richmond and have for the past several years. How does a day race for both series affect the dynamic? Well, for the truck series, they've never actually had a day race, at least a scheduled one, at Richmond. Uh, I don't know if there was ever a rained out one that they ran during the day. Uh, for the Cup Series, based on trends, uh, we're either going to see a last lap pass off of turn four, or we're going to get someone DQ'd because Logano uh, was, quote, cucumbered the last time <laughs> we raced there. Yes, yes, the cucumber race. Uh, Peter, we, we, we remember that. I, I With the advent of the DQ, obviously, we know whoever is the first legal car across the line is going to get the playoff berth. But uh, I, I really get the sense, especially with what Jay Fabian's done in the Cup Garage this year, that we're we're not seeing the kinds of uh, you know running afoul of inspectors like we have in the past. No, we really have been. We've seen how the new wheel templates that they're using pre and post race inspection have quelled some of the drivers who were dominant last year. I mean, look no further than Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin has yet to win, and Chase Elliott's been off from last season. So a lot of the contenders from last season are out to launch at least to start this season, and that just means more parity, more facing in victory lane, which I'm all for. Who doesn't love parody, right? Uh, Noah, name me a surprise that we're going to see in Sunday's Cup race. Surprise that we'll see in Sunday's Cup race. How about we go with Alex Bowman finally finding his streak of luck and changing the luck for the 48. Maybe he ends up in victory lane. And those 100 cars have been fast, and I have to feel for Alex, who's just been hit with so much bad luck recently. So it would be something very good to see. Uh, it is Alex Bowman finding victory lane in the 48 car. Yes, I, I like the I like the way you think, Noah, and I'm going to go back to you because you can pull up the math faster than I can. Um, some of us have already made our picks for the week and just can just rehash them here uh, as we uh, roll on through. But, uh, Noah, why don't you give us a look at what the fantasy standings within the round table look like going into this weekend at Richmond? Well, of course, uh, our Nick DeGroote uh, from motorsport.com continues to top the board for us all. And uh, I need to imagine, imagine closer to Nick. He's, uh, he's at 747 points because we're picking all three series this year. Uh, I'm, I've caught him a little bit 
at 712 points. Tom is behind me with 687. Jacob, you are behind Tom with 661. Then it's Seth with 674. Uh, Peter, you follow with 623. Then Randy with 614. And bringing up the rear is our own producer Monday night, Chris Murdoch. All right, so by that logic, if we're going in reverse order from worst to first, that means we will uh, reveal our picks in the following order. Peter will lead it off, then Seth, then me, and then Noah. So, Mr. Strada, hit the home run, get us started. Who you got? Well, from reading the standings, it's obvious I need to make a point, so I'll go with the safe pick for trucks and go with Kyle Bush, And then for Cup, I'll say Denny Hamlin uh, gets redemption from last week and his... Would it be his sixth home track win? Something like that. It, it. I mean, I think he considers both Martinsville and Richmond home tracks, for, in a matter of speaking at this point, uh, kind of equidistant, if you will, from where uh, Denny grew up in Chesterfield, as it is. Uh, Seth, what do you got? Well, my pick is going to be easy. I'm just going to say one name for both races, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Richmond, and there was a time when Kyle Busch won four Cup Series spring races in a row. However, that time was quite a while ago, and now I don't think he's as safe a pick in the spring Richmond race anymore as he once was. However, he is absolutely a safe pick in the truck race because he's Kyle Busch, and whenever he gets into a truck, as long as he doesn't break or shoot himself in the foot, 99.9% of the time, he wins. That's why I'm picking Kyle Busch for the truck race at Richmond, a place where he's very good. I will pick him to run second in the cup race. I do not think he's going to win, though. My pick for the cup race is going to be the guy who, much like he did at Martinsville last weekend, will go to three of the last four at Richmond Raceway as well. Give me race winner MTJ Noah Lewis. I like that, Jacob. I'm going to I'm gonna also jump on the Kyle Busch bandwagon. How could you not? Uh, actually, Peter, on the way up uh, Monday night when we made our pick, said he wasn't going to do that. Then we got to the show and they asked him the question. He, of course, he switched over like a sore sucker that he is. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Rowdy for, for trucks. And then for cup, I'm going to say Brad Kozlowski breaks through. He gets the win on Sunday. The Penske cars have been good at Richmond, in re and we know Keselowski is the most recent winner in the Cup Series at Richmond. So, Peter, are you envisioning a Team Penske versus JGR uh, slugfest on Sunday afternoon? The way I see it entering Sunday, it'll be a Hamlin versus Keselowski show. To so to answer your question, yes, it'll be a Penske versus JGR battle for the win. All right, uh... If it's not JGR and Penske completely controlling the proceedings, Seth, who outside of those two teams can challenge? Well, outside those two teams, uh, if you count Matt Bandel and the Wood Brothers, maybe Penske has an off day and they have a good day outside that. Um, the only other team that's really been up front was Hendrick. Uh, at one point last week during Martinsville, you had the 12 spots being uh, claimed by all four of Hendrick, all four of Gibbs, and the three Team Penske cars plus Matthew Mandetto and the Wood Brothers car. Which was the top 12 uh, some, somewhere about midway through that race, which to me, uh, yes, shows exactly how strong those three organizations have been right now. And Seth, since you mentioned 
the Hendrick piece to the puzzle, I will make the point that the last time that Hendrick Motorsports went to Victory Lane at Richmond was with Jimmy Johnson. I want to say, Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, 2008? That sounds about right. I'll check it during the break, but I, be- I believe 2008. So uh, you're talking almost a 15-year losing streak for Hendrick Motorsports, Noah, at this racetrack, which, when you consider how good they are everywhere else, really, Richmond has been the one source of kryptonite, I feel like, for Rick Hendrick's cars over the past 10 years. Yeah, anytime you hear Hendrick Motorsports winless, and especially for that duration of time, Jacob, it is absurd. You know, you you can't believe it to be true. However, I think they've got the best lineup and the best cars right now to go ahead and end that streak. Don't count Kyle Larson, who won just a few years ago at Richmond out. Uh, I think that he could maybe take his five to victory lane for the second time this season and break that Hendrick Motorsports kind of curse at Richmond. All right, 90 seconds left. Quickie around the table here. Uh, Who needs to have a good day in the cup race at Richmond? Uh, More more or less, who's hitting the panic button going into Sunday? Seth? Bubba Wallace. uh, Granted, 23-11 racing, they've been running strong, but they haven't put a full race together yet. All right, Peter. Eric Almirola. He's had everything but the pace car this year. Ooh, not you're not wrong. You're really not wrong. That 10 team has been very off their game. Noah. Uh, I'm going to say me. I need to catch Nick DeGroote some more <laughs> in fantasy. But besides that, uh, driver worthy, I'm going to reiterate, Alex Bowman again, because he and his Hendrick teammates have been on it. Uh, he has not been on it, and he needs to catch up. All right, I'm the the driver that I think really needs to have a good day is maybe not one that people are thinking about because he's had flashes, but uh, much like we've talked about, uh, has you know a driver that's not been able to put a whole race together. Austin Dillon, uh, for me, that three team and really all of Richard Childress Racing, if you draw it out to, to Reddick, other than Homestead, um, RCR as a whole has not looked tremendously great this season. But I'm saying Austin Dillon needs to come out swinging this weekend and really put together a good day. I know he hasn't necessarily been overly bad, but at the same time, he's not been overly good. And he was fourth, as Peter nudges me before we go to break, last fall at Richmond. So this track has been good to him recently. Final break, white flag, last thoughts right after this on The Madness. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that 
That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strata, Seth Eggert. White flag segment is upon us. Final thoughts, about 30 seconds apiece. Peter Strata, lead us off. What you got to close with tonight? I'm just looking forward to a day race at Richmond. Day racing at Richmond is always more entertaining. The first time I went to Richmond was the 2016 race where Carl Edwards and Kyle Busch got into it, hoping for another highlight reel moment on Sunday. Noah Lewis. Yeah, to talk about that 2016 race, uh, Peter Schrader and I didn't even know each other, and that was both of our first races at Richmond. I haven't missed one since, whether that be from the stands or the press box. I'm excited, Jacob, to do it all again from the press box this weekend. Seth Eggert, what you got? The NASCAR Euro Series testing on ice. Um, I'm not sure if they're trying to invent uh, year-round racing for NASCAR, but that was certainly interesting earlier today. I was going to say that was interesting, and uh, it, it was very trippy to see snow studs on NASCAR tires. I I, I would never want to see it happen in, uh, in, in this country for sure and that's just a personal thing um i just to me it seems it not necessarily gimmicky but very oddball given the general landscape of motorsports in this country but i mean it, you know if it's somewhere where snow and ice is the uh, predominant then yeah okay possibly i could be interested in it but as it is i don't have enough time to get into all that because time's up here on the madness for noah peter seth i'm jacob seelman keep it off the wall folks and we'll see you next time here on motorsports madness till we meet again 
You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.